0: Welcome to the All Ambient Podcast, where we dig into the creative process, hear untold stories, and explore the brilliant minds behind some of the finest ambient music out there. I'm your host, Mike Graff. I'm excited to be in this together with you. Let's get going. again welcome to the podcast everybody my name is mike graff and i make music as dear gravity it is amazing to be here together with you thank you so much for listening I'm really excited for you to get the chance to hear from Chris Bartels of Sonnet. But before we dig into that conversation, I of course want to say a big thank you to the premier music licensing site for all things ambient and cinematic music. Of course, I'm talking about All Ambient. If you're a creator that doesn't want to dig through an endless catalog of music that might not be the best fit, All Ambient is the perfect licensing site for you. All Ambient has expertly curated song bundles that are all designed around a unique theme to fit your film video or project perfectly and there's no annual subscription fee either you only pay for what you need it is a great solution for your music licensing needs go check it out at all-ambient.com that's all-ambient.com if you stick around we do have an exclusive promo code for our podcast listeners that we'll share in just a little bit My guest today makes music as a variety of different monikers, and I love each and every one of them. This guy is the best. He's also a fellow Minnesota native. I am privileged to have the chance not only to talk with him on the podcast, but to do a little bit of real life with him as well. His ambient moniker, Sonnet, is foundational to multiple pieces released on the Slow Echo label that are just breathtaking in a new and fresh way. But we're going to dig into that and a whole lot of other things. I cannot wait for you to hear from Chris Bartels of Sonnet. Let's do it. Here we go. Well, my guest today, it would be hard to sum up an introduction to him in not only just one sentence, but one moniker. This guy has so many facets and so many different projects that he works on, and all of them are beyond incredible. And I I don't say that to puff him up. I genuinely love so many things that this guy has created. And I'm thrilled that one of those creations, Sonnet, is, uh, is bringing him to the All Ambient Podcast today. Chris Bartels, welcome to the All Ambient Podcast, man.
1: Thanks, dude.
0: I'm really excited. It is kind of funny because we're doing the virtual hang. We are recording this remotely, but we probably didn't need to, did we? We're close enough to each other where I just decided to go the lazy road and boot up the...
1: <laughs> the saved a few bucks on gas. Today. Well, oh, sure, no.
0: that is that is true. but A few bucks. But I, I do, I'm really glad and grateful that we do happen to be close enough where, yeah. where we get to, and, and we choose to rub shoulders every once in a while and and all that. Up here in the Twin Cities, Minnesota. Yeah, man. So glad you're here. I don't even want to pigeonhole like where this is going to go. There's going to be so much fun stuff to cover, but let's just kind of start back at the beginning dude like what did the early stages of music creation look like for you or not not even creating it but just how music got baked into your system and when you started realizing like whoa this is going to be a part of my life what did the early stages look like for you i mean
1: i didn't start playing music till i was 16 started playing guitar then i was bored on a summer day and picked up (laughs) my brother's guitar that i was trying to learn and i started to learn it yeah and then that's when it was like okay this is gonna be a part of my life like immediately i was obsessed Mm. been obsessed ever since i mean before that i always loved music i Mm -hmm. i I think i would like the memories i remember of music would be for sure spinning the cd players on road trips as a kid we'd go to kansas city a lot i had family and i would just play the cds over and over and And, and, and i'd like imagine myself being like playing what else like when i was really young jock jams in the living room like dancing around the, whatever it was for, probably special <laughs> da, 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 da. For my, oh man i yep, yep for my mom to witness that stuff like that so but i look back on that and i go okay so that was maybe me dreaming of being a musician or sure. dreaming of performing or whatever but i don't remember having that mindset at all until i started learning guitar when i was yeah. 16 yeah so
0: and then it just shot straight up the priority list you're like oh
1: yeah yeah I'd, i don't remember ever you know ever thinking of doing anything else with my life mm-hmm. ever since like being a junior in high school yeah you know and i dabbled around in college like thinking oh you can't become a musician as a career like whatever is this like ha- having this built in like I, know, I should probably get a degree doing something else and then yeah
0: whoever said that you, yeah but yeah, then yeah.
1: i don't th- and i don't even know if anybody did i think it was just like Huh. built in, maybe, I don't know, you know, or just culture. But then eventually I was just like, nope, I'll be, I'm not going to do anything else with yeah. my life, you know? Yeah. So from then on, it's just been a roller coaster ride a journey man
0: and a journey that to be fair like i i don't want to talk about all of your your multiple monikers as though there is not enough importance or or enough value to any one of them that that you could just do one but you've really made an art out of this multi-practice moniker thing chris and and for for anyone who isn't already aware which i'm sure there's plenty people who are but you are the mastermind behind not just Sunnent, which is has some incredible stuff on all ambient, but also to look at all the work you've done through Elskovon, through Blurstem, through Bora York with your lovely wife Rebecca, with Lumato, with you know just a whole bevy of different people who are showing up on that. I mean, they, they, and and I'm you know there are mum child, good grief, there there's so many. There's probably like 24 more, like literally 24 more that aren't even coming to mind right now, but you've created this world for yourself where it seems like any particular musical idea or creative idea that you have, there's going to be a lane for it. And if a lane doesn't already exist, then the thought is like, well, I guess it's time to, to make another lane or let's, let's widen the road even a little bit more. That's just such... A cool thing, man. And I I love, I hope that that's inspiring to a boatload of people. Tell me a little bit more about that though. Maybe we're just kind of digging in right away on that. Like, Mm -hmm. like was, was there Mm -hmm. a conscious thought process to that as it first started unraveling as you, and, and maybe, maybe go back to the beginning of that, like what moniker was kind of the launch point and then how it started stemming out from there. But was there more strategy to it than the eyelets on or was there really kind of an organic, like, I just want to make stuff and I guess I just want to put it out there, like, like walk through that. And I know little bits and pieces of the story, but let's, let's flesh the whole thing out.
1: Yeah. It all just kind of happened. There's never a strategy of mm. like, I want to be the multi-moniker guy, you know, like, cause <laughs> that's not super unique. There's plenty of people now sure. with yep. multiple yep. projects and side projects, monikers, whatever. It just happened because I like writing music in different realms. So like, I mean, when I was first starting to write and record music, it was just like, I'm just writing songs. Yeah. But I did always like have a dream of expanding on and releasing songs. And back then it was like going to have my own CD, you know? Oh yeah. So that was always part of it. And then like having bands in high school and there was always kind of like the main thing for a while, you know, the band with friends. Etc. And then Alskavan is my longest standing at this point sure. moniker. Yep. And I would consider it one of my main monikers, one of my main creative babies, if you will. Yeah. And that was the f- very first, I guess, side project per se, at least that's what I thought of it mm-hmm. as like a side mm-hmm. project. Cause I had my band at the time, which is like, okay, this is what I do. I do the band thing, you right. know, yep. which I love, you know, but then uh, I love this instrumental stuff, love ambient music. Yeah. Even if when I first started, I probably didn't even necessarily hear that term very much ambient. Sure. Or yep. it, it wasn't in the same context we think of it today in this world. There probably weren't a lot of ambient podcasts, like focused <laughs> podcasts. Anyways, so yeah, so Elskevon was like, okay, this is a, in my mind a side project, which is kind of fun because it's just like, I think just by nature, it, it was way more low key for me in the sense of like what it should be or should mm. look like or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that was my first, putting the first Elskiman album out, just digitally. Well, no, I did CDs. I did CDs. I mean, you
0: had to fulfill that dream, man, right? I had
1: to, yeah. And I had done like an EP or whatever with with bands before, but this is the first full length in 2011. And I just like put it out on Bandcamp mostly and then did CDs and stuff like that. And then figured out, okay, a distro with CD Baby or whoever I was doing so real low key and then so it's just kind of like that but then i just i loved it so much the next year i wrote another album the next year i wrote another album each Mm -hmm. one kind of like expanding on things so the first album was definitely modern classical some ambient stuff Mm. the second one was more ambient i would say more layers and less specific instrumentation parts song forms if you will the third one was like way more almost like post-rock elements and definitely sure Thicker, heavier, there's some drums. So, anyways, that was like the beginning of, okay, this side project. And then that's mm-hmm. also like the first bands that kind of fizzled. And that's when Borough York became a thing in that realm as well. So, yeah. Borough York was the band that was like the main thing. So, that lasted for a while and then man and then it just started like i just started writing more music more music collaborating with people i would say hi-fi cali was the next probably like side project like, I, can I don't pinpoint, even
0: know hi-fi cali
1: tell me yeah so it was like maybe i had kind of buried that project when you and i met or at least started like sure. hanging out more yeah so that's probably why but like so from there i had boy york quote-unquote main thing elskevan quote-unquote side project but they're kind mm-hmm. of like fizzling, and I would have different lane times of interest for each. Then from there, it just kind of like started to expand, and I can like pinpoint each moniker as to why or like the, my decision to like do a new thing. Yeah, and a lot of it is just like just happened. Like so, Hi-Fi Kali, for example, pop but very electronic focus. Whereas Boryork is pop and it's electronic, but it's a little more. Hi-Fi was more like there was some instrumental. Was like. I was just dabbling, having fun, dabbling in synths and samples a yeah. lot more than I had yeah. at that time. And then so here's what happened with Hi-Fi, for example, is we're going to play a Bor York show, but we couldn't as a full band. But then I still wanted to like help out this or open for this band that was touring. So I, it was just ended up me, me and Bjorn, my drummer in Bor mm-hmm. York at the time to play. So we played some Boy York songs. We even played some Elskevon songs, but then I had <laughs> these other songs that I had initially written just for licensing. Hi-Fi Cali songs, like the electronic stuff. We had a lot of fun doing that. And then we, like, started playing more shows. And then we really expanded on the project as far as, like, what we were trying in Ableton with live lights synced up to our Ableton set. And, like, right, he was, right. Bjorn was doing cool stuff with his drum pad and samples. And mm. we were just, like, stretching ourselves, not just creatively, but technologically, I guess. Yeah. So that was, like, how that was... And I won't list everyone, and this is why, but just, like, a <laughs> You lot go as of it, far
0: as you want, man, absolutely.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was just... Okay, Blurstem, one more. It's this like, I was writing so much songs on piano, maybe a few years later after Hi-Fi Kelly, I started. So Blurstem was kind of like an extension of Elskavan in that mm. I was writing a lot of stuff on piano because we had just bought a house and I finally had an actual piano that right, I could use whenever right. I wanted, right? Yeah. Just an old 50s Wurlitzer piano. It's amazing. And I got it tuned, was felting it here and there. And I was just like in love with like this new thing you know it's an old piano but a new yeah. thing a new opportunity yeah. to be able to play real piano mess with the sound you know there's like actual mics you know trying different things in the room stuff like that mm-hmm. It was just like so inspiring I was writing a ton on piano and then I just was like I don't necessarily want Elskivan to be overwhelmingly piano based sure. yes piano is a big part of Elskivan as yep. an instrument yep. but I didn't want it to be flooded with Piano stuff. So Stamp started as just a piano-centric thing. Again, very just casual, like just like throw stuff out there for fun, and then and then that's expanded and so on and so forth. And there's all I can pinpoint as to why I started New monitors, but it all kind of sums up to no, I do not have a strategy. <laughs> there is no master plan. And yes, it's mostly just because I like writing lots of music. Yeah. Into- lots of different styles and here we are yeah i've littered the earth with music
0: well with some great stuff i mean good grief really grateful it all exists i mean there is something really sweet man to the idea of and don't get me wrong like I love the proactivity when people say like hey I want to exist in that space so I'm going to go write that stuff like that I think that's great like more power to you go do the thing and, and do it well that's awesome but there is kind of a you know a, a sweetness to you just continuing to create like let's you know put in the practice and for, for you to get excited I mean like like Blurston, like the Wurlitzer piano for you to just genuinely be getting excited about creating in that new way and then on the back end to be like well okay maybe i don't know if you know like i want to keep also come on, not quite as piano-y so maybe this is a new lane i think that there's some sweetness some organicness to that that might inform some of the creative decisions that are made and and that it's not mm-hmm. as much like i need to you know I, again like i need to check off these boxes and create a solo piano album but more like i am finding a lot of joy and a lot of fulfillment in creating this way, and well, okay, let's let's figure out how to yeah. create a home for it. And so, yeah. there's there's a lot of sweetness to that, man. That's cool.
1: Thanks. Yeah, and I think there was like a period where I did start having more monikers, and I would really wrestle with myself. Like, mm. and not that I I still definitely wrestle with myself and with things. Sure. But in this thing we're talking about, I had a period where I was like. Oh, am I just like spreading myself way too thin? Am I, mm. am I devaluing my releases? Am I not leaning into the potential of having just one project in band and really going all in on that? I think yeah. there is something to that. I really do think there is, when I have so many monikers and releases, I think there is a sacrifice there. Sure, yeah. But I think I just decided at a certain point that like this is kind of how I'm wired. Like mm-hmm. this is, and it goes back to like you said, a joy and fulfillment for me is it's like in writing a lot of music and so it is what it is is it a perfect thing for me no not necessarily but when is life perfect perfect. when is when is our music pursuit when is our creativity going to be perfect yeah never so i don't know embrace how i'm wired that's just what i've there was kind of like almost a light bulb Mm. moment where i was like and also i think there was something too of like Fear of what other people think, or like being sure. Of like, and then I just realized, like, I think there was sort of a light bulb moment maybe three, four years back where I was like, this doesn't matter. Like, what mm. A, I don't think people are thinking, people <laughs> are thinking about me as much as I'm thinking people are thinking about me. As much as we would
0: like to assume. So I they, know. Yeah. I they're know. They're just thinking it. Yeah. Yep. Yep.
1: Like, even, yeah, it's just not happening. So <laughs> I just thought, need to stop worrying about any of that. Yeah. But then also just like the thought of like spreading myself thin or and my sacrifice is something well who cares i i don't know if you're just pursuing what you want to pursue and you're pursuing how you're wired and i realized like just coming downstairs and writing lots of music like that's a dream for me so if it just kind of like happened that there's lots of projects and lots of releases and it might be Mm. sacrificing some things that's fine it's okay i'm just gonna go for it you know doesn't mean i don't wrestle with the details of course and always try to improve And always try to figure out, am I saying yes to too many things? But as a whole, I needed to stop like doubting myself or questioning mm. myself and just kind of mm. like go for it and let it be what it is, you know?
0: You're so. right on, man. And just even hearing you talk through that, it, it just brings this to mind. And so I, I know that I have a couple monikers out there, nowhere near the collection that you do. And I don't, I don't think that that's how. I'm wired, but, mm-hmm. but in uh, not in a derogatory way towards, yeah. but there are enough other projects outside of just dear gravity that I do. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because yeah, like, like subconsciously, I think as a musician, as a, as a composer, creator, producer, whatever you want to call it, there can be this subconscious lie that along the lines of, am I spreading myself too thin? Am I trying to do too much? There's this subconscious lie that like, if I do, in fact, spread myself too thin, something is going to be irreparably damaged. Like I am, Mm -hmm. I'm going to kill something and there's just (laughs) no hope of that ever recovering whatsoever. And as as silly as it sounds to say it out loud, like, I think we can really, as humans, like we can think like that a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. And, but like the reality is like, there are times where like, I haven't given as much focus too dear gravity as I've wanted to, perhaps, you know, quote, spreading myself too thin. But like, what is the worst case scenario in that moment was I just kind of have this, well, that's it. And I, what do I do? I go to my calendar and I make more room for dear gravity. Like that's literally the worst Mm -hmm. thing that happens is, Mm -hmm. is I just kind of get frustrated with the lack of imbalance. And so I just go try to rebalance it, if you will. There has to be something to us just responding to how we're feeling about it. Like if you're getting really excited about a particular project and it's it's bringing you life, and kind of what you said, where you're acknowledging, you know, how you were wired. There's something really truthful about this is the thing I'm supposed to be doing right now, and just kind of walking into it with that confidence, as opposed to it being a question of like I'm gonna go do this thing. Is this what I'm supposed to be doing right now? Question mark. And and I think that in and of itself can probably inform your own creative approach to that thing and can probably handicap you more than you realize if you're not just like i want to do the thing i want to love yeah
1: yeah totally yeah i like that yeah and also there's something to just giving yourself the freedom to have a creative playground and yeah. and i mean like if i only let's say theoretically you only have one project or one band and it does Become really successful or blow up or whatever your dream looks like for that, you know, sure. whether that's like touring the world, whatever. That in a lot of ways be really awesome and kind of what you're, and it, in other ways it would also bring new challenges, right, or new unfulfilled desires because you have to maybe focus on whatever more, yep, yep, the traveling or more interviews yep. or whatever it may be, and or there's more pressure from right label fan base of like this project should sound like this yeah so on the flip side it's like i look at it and i'm with some of my very side projects whatever you want to call it <laughs> it's like the side side project whatever you want to call it. you know not that i have to label any, but i look at that as sort of just like a totally free playground to just like yeah yeah and i even not even like as far as like responsibilities or whatever but i even mean just like creatively so like mm-mm, if we're just mm-mm. talking about the music it's so hard for me sometimes to even like Elskavan I've been doing for 15 years. It's like, it's so hard for me to take myself out of like, well, Elskavan quote unquote should sound like this or whatever, sure. or should not sound like this. So that's where a new project has actually really benefited to me creatively in that. Yeah. Like, I'm trying different processes that I wouldn't normally yep. let my brain try, yep. you know, yep. for, for this thing over here. But then... I can use those processes that I've messed with in this playground over here, as I call it, for an Elskill or for yeah, absolutely. this album that, absolutely. that, you know, and they kind of like feed each other creatively is kind of like something that I've kind of learned. I didn't like pursue that, but that just kind of like naturally happens when you have a lot of different yeah. avenues you're. Trying or pursuing. Yeah. I found for well, sure. Well, no, that
0: I mean that it brings to mind the idea of I there's been a little video floating around of the idea of productive procrastination where this person is, you know, just walking around and like doing all the little like like cleaning up the house and then you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna feed the cat and I'm gonna blah, blah 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 where there's actually this list of like like work stuff that they really should be doing and they're just kind of avoiding it and mm. doing that. And like, I appreciate the mindset of like, if something needs to be done now, like, like do the thing now, but coming from a creative perspective, it kind of exactly what you just said. If there's something, this might be a little bit of a left turn from what you said, but it's just, it's hitting me. If with say Elskivan, if there's something where you're like, I, I think I've said a lot of what I currently can say in that Elskivan lane. And there's nothing like if I were to make something else right now, it would be me making something for the sake of making it instead of, like, I'm compelled to create more music for that lane. But then bouncing around, you quote productively procrastinating by doing these other projects and, and you know, yeah, just like you sure. said, like like getting into a different mindset, a different set of fences around the project, a different practice, a different instrument, a different, you know, entire signal chain, like, like ho- however you approach it, can be the very thing that, like you said, that you need. Then you look back at your main project or at any other project and you're now in just a little bit of a different headspace and are going to approach it with the health that you need to do a cool thing over there. And so I love that you've almost created these opportunities for you to keep, you know, it's not just playing around. I I, I say play with this or play with that, but, but really, I mean, you're creating some incredible music in a bunch of different genres and different lanes. How cool to be able to Flex the muscle over here, so that it then almost gives you—you know—it's like like today's leg day, and it's like cool, that's great. But then you don't want to do leg day again tomorrow because it needs time to like kind of recover. But and you, have sure, in a way, yeah. have kind of created the opportunity for you to to take a day off after mm. El Day. if if you know what yeah. I mean. If, if that analogy yeah. tracks through, and I think Big that time, that's yeah. really healthy because, dude, I I don't see any signs of you slowing down in the best way possible. I mean, just for you to continue to say yes to creating music whatever that looks like you are an inspiration to everyone around you Mm. with your continually prolific approach to the whole thing so keep it up dude thanks
1: well appreciate
0: that yeah So tell me a little bit more about Sonnet. Again, one of your incredible projects that is now available on allambient.com. I believe that the stuff that's available on All Ambient is stuff that you did together with Andrew from Ambient Endeavors, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about the slow echo EP. That's yeah. yeah we fading are. Lights with Shibzy.
0: That's Shibzy. Andrew
1: Also. Yes. A Minneapolis night. like yeah, us. Yeah,
0: man, we are multiplying around here. It's great. It's great. <laughs> tell me a little bit about it, man. I, I'd love to hear the approach, the sonic approach, what you guys are aiming for. I know that, you know, certainly Slow Echo as a label has sort of a specific sound or a specific set of guidelines that winds up getting released on there. But tell me about your creative approach to it. What did that look like for you guys?
1: We just like tossed stuff back and forth. Mm-hmm. We never like even got together in person for this one, even yeah. though, again, like we were saying for this podcast, we could yeah. have quite easily. We just didn't. And that's okay. We're like, just
0: lazy or, yeah, You've got the mode of work. Just here. Okay. Here we go. Yep.
1: Ambient Midwestern introverts. <laughs> we all live so five like minutes away, but group. we, it's good. Yeah. No, we're yeah. good. <laughs> Shh. It's invite only. <laughs> no, it's yeah. I don't even remember very specifically on these. Otherwise, other than like, I think most of it started with Andrew. So Ambient Endeavors is his artist name, but he also does like, man, like awesome pedal reviews, guitar reviews, tutorials, the whole bit. He does that so well. So he, you know, I think he was just jamming around with new pedals, if I remember right. Just like trying stuff. And then with just like one song on here is seven minutes, another is nine. And he might've even sent me, if I remember like even like longer recordings. And I just kind of like, and then he would send me stems or whatever and again some of these songs are different but this is kind of what i remember as far as the process is like he would send me ideas and then i would kind of mess with them yeah and then maybe send back once or twice just like doing different stuff so most of the guitar work which some of the stuff you could probably hear guitar other stuff that he did and or how i processed it it's probably not Mm -hmm. necessarily easy to hear like oh that is electric guitar but guitars are all and then and then i added some subtle stuff probably like synths and stuff like that but then did some of the lots of so i like playing music for sure but i also Mm -hmm. really love processing music you know and yeah Yeah. that could be mixing i guess per se but it's all kind of blended Um, oh i hear you but but I, i mean just like man whether it's my own stuff that i just wrote and recorded and i'm messing with or sampling my stuff from years ago from a different song and or in this case, like a collaboration. So, like getting yeah. recordings from Andrew and like bring them into Logic. And then, even though it's like these audio files are here, just like, okay, now it's like the beginning of something new. So, it's like I do so much with like pitch changes and warping speed and like yeah. reversing and like messing with plugins and like sampling onto tape and back and all these like.
0: Mm-hmm. experiments
1: with audio yeah, you're
0: you're an outboard gear guy for sure as well as all the inbound yeah in, i do the box do some
1: stuff, stuff yeah. outboard but a lot of it is just like messing around in the box even just like yeah. in logic a, lo- a lot of yeah i've just like started not started for years but a lot now more so than early mm-hmm. on of like here's audio now let's get weird and like mess yeah. with it and that's yeah. like in and of itself a sound on this ep and probably mm. a lot of new sonnet in general
0: that's really cool, man. If that
1: makes any sense whatsoever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely does. And I, I think within that, there's, and not that your stuff doesn't sound amazing, but I, I, I kind of love how you seem to hold everything a little less precious than it actually is. If totally. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Where it was like, 100%. it's okay to kill the darlings and also like to arrive at a cool outcome, no matter how the heck you get there. For instance, and we didn't even talk about this beforehand, but like you and I, uh, we we have a project we're working on together that, that's uh, whatever, moniker number 17 for you or to, uh, that, but it's going to be great. I'm really excited. But we were together in your space and doing some stuff. And one of your sons comes into the room and says, hey, like, hey, dad, checking it out. And we were working on one of the songs. And I think at some point, I don't know if he just grabbed the drumsticks by the snare drum or if you were like, oh, hey, yeah. grab your. No, grab he would have st- just grabbed. Yeah. Well, there we go. That's that's perfect. Um, but he started grabbing and started, you know, Watch just out. like like hammering out some vibe and how cool it was that. I mean, you just captured it right away. And then of course, you know, go into logic and you bend it around and quantize and do, you know, all the effects chain stuff that you want to do with it. And right. at this point, like it's it exists as kind of a really cool moment in one of the songs that we're working on. And so I just I love, you know, and there's there's almost a playfulness right. that comes along with yeah. it, right? Like there's this and again, like, like not holding it so precious, like well, was it recorded with the right technique? And what maybe, like, that's cool that my son did it, but maybe I should re record it myself because then that'll be, you know, less quantized. Because if you mm-hmm. quantize it, it's gonna mar with the, the transient, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you could argue yeah. so many different ways around it. And so, I love in a lot of senses that I, at least it, it appears to me that you kind of just don't care. Chris. Yeah. And and yeah. I mean that in like the yes. best way possible because yeah. you arrive at some great stuff because of being less precious about that. And I think, frankly, I think it also just gives you a lot of speed to what you do too. Like you're not, you're not hung up on dissecting all that stuff. And so,
1: yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, for sure. That's a huge part of my workflow and process and creative, whatever you want to call it, yeah that i've gotten to is is not caring to a degree yeah (laughs) i mean i yeah because it's like i i went to school for music production actually you know we talked about my little expensive college tour (laughs) briefly but like sure i did end up going for music production and there i do love the side of like engineering and thinking about different cardioid patterns on microphones and like yeah yeah xy positioning and things like that i really do love that and like really diving deep into eq and and compression i love that to a degree and then i also just go does it sound good and that is the most important thing to me do you like it meaning you as a creator me talking to myself while i'm writing but it doesn't mean i'm like abandoning ship on a lot of the studio Mm -hmm. things i've learned or whatever but i think it should and always feed your rate of soul you know and so at the end of the day does it sound good (laughs) for this thing you're trying to create
0: absolutely well i think rick rubin talks about that a lot right i i forget which interview it was during but just the idea of like like yeah there there are great standard practices to production and post-production and all that like there's there's a lot of really good stuff in all the knowledge you were talking about all the all the eqing compressing limited i mean there's so many things we could dig into but I, i remember him saying like okay that's all good and well but if you like how it sounds when it is just slammed against a brick wall on this or that thing like yeah It doesn't matter if the standard practice is to do it the exact opposite. Like, if you like it, then that is what's right. Yeah. If it is an intentional choice of yours, then do it and do it with style right but like on the flip side it is great to learn it is great like oh man i I was getting this you know kind of interesting vibe and oh if i would have just tweaked those settings it probably would have turned out cleaner like i would have gotten a different result and and it's it's great to learn but when you go beyond those breakers and they're great rules but they're also we know when to break them i think that's that's a big deal and i i hear you break a lot of rules but you do it in great ways so yeah
1: yeah just yeah Breaking rules all day. (laughs) You criminal. I know.
0: If you're cool, Chris, before we wrap up, let's jump into the all-ambient lightning round. Are you ready for the all ambient oh, lightning round?
1: No. No. I'm never ready for lightning <laughs> rounds ever. Oh, uh, that's kind of the point not. of a
0: lightning round, right? That's good. Ready or not, here it comes. Here I we go. Well, so just off the cuff answers. They can be short, they can be long, whatever. But just first thing that comes to mind. Chris, what are you Pizza?
1: Getting- oh. <laughs> oh. Love it. Oh, after the question. Yes. Sorry.
0: <laughs> okay. Lightning round done. Pizza, pizza. Perfect. I'm hungry now.
1: Yeah, I like, know. That's pretty good, actually.
0: <laughs> Chris, what are you geeking out about right now? Some album or uh, of yours or of somebody else's? Some gear, something at your house, whatever. What are you geeking out about right now?
1: I'm geeking out a little bit. It's geeky, but it's a... Uh, it's perfect. That's, that's right. That's, <laughs> so it's fitting. Yep. Okay. So I'm kind of geeking out on this method of recording vocals, although... Mm-hmm. You could probably use it on a lot more than just vocals or like use this idea, but I've been like doing this thing where I, so say I'm in the key of G, right? Mm -hmm. I record vocals in the key of G, duh. Right. But then I'll like bounce a rough mix of the song, the whole song or a vocal section, whatever I'll re-import it, throw it down the timeline and I'll pitch it down a full step or a semitone or two. And so we're in the key of F all of a sudden, right? If I go two semitones and record vocals in the key of F, right? And then yep. if I want to get real wild, I'll copy and paste, duplicate later in the timeline, and I'll go up. So I'm in the key of A. <laughs> and then I record vocals in the key of A. So then once you have all the, so I have, and it's all the same, right? So yeah. it's, it's like yeah. two or three tracks of the melody, verse melody, and then the chorus, whatever, just to, you know, it could be whatever. Harmonies yeah. even, maybe. Ooh's and ahs, if you want. However crazy you want to get. And then I'll bring mm-hmm. the key of F vocals back to the original, and I'll, you know, obviously pitch those back up to to G and then I'll take the uh, stuff in A, duplicate, bring it back to the yep, main yep, timeline in G, yep. push that down. And then, so in and of themselves, those vocals sound really wonky, but then you can also like put Alterboy on there or like a plugin that can do formant pitch and like yep. mess with that. Yep. And then all that stuff blended together just gives me such a unique layering of sound. And on my voice and i've been really digging that and i went like wild on it once i think it happened i don't remember how i first thought of it so that's yeah. like actually believe it or not kind of a subtle way of doing it because sure. i still have my natural key of g vocal in there and then you're layering with these mm-hmm. others i did like and i these are unreleased and maybe they're mom child project i don't know but it just like happened where i i did it like 6 semitones down so it's like a like way it sounds yep. so wonky it doesn't sound like me at all <laughs> and then you mess with the format a little bit so it's kind of that chipmunk sound but it's not really because you're messing yeah. with the format yeah but it just totally sounds like this it sounds like a human but it also just doesn't and so it depends on how wonky you want to get but i have been geeking out on that and you can i've done that a little bit with like guitar and it sounds less wonky with stuff like the guitar sure. but it gives it a cool sure. character you know yeah, it's like it oh is he like finger picking a baritone guitar there or whatever. So mm. you can mess around with anything I do it with drums all the time, you know, like yeah. drum layers or whatever. So I guess messing with pitch is one. That's so good. Co- yeah. I fun. mean,
0: I, I, like just running it through multiple stages to arrive back at Kind of the same destination, but like you, you got there by a different way. And so just like the, the tread underneath the tires is going to be different if you go on a dusty road, as opposed to if you just go yeah. straight down the freeway and just kind of what that introduces into the path. And I, I love that. That's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: It's really yeah. fun and it gives it such a unique Flavor. thing, Yeah, you know, yeah, feel to it.
0: Awesome. I love it. Okay, man. Lightning round number two. What is one weird thing about yourself that most people do not know
1: i keep thinking of things that people don't know but i'm like but they're not it's not weird you know like i love mowing the lawn i can't yes. wait to mow the lawn <laughs> but that's not weird that's just <laughs> well dad. no that's it's just I dad life
0: well but it's a to <laughs> to embrace a fully formed suburban dad life in the midst of also being like a widely influential, you know, creative force in the the music world. Like that's it's kind of a fun juxtaposition all in of yeah. itself. So yeah.
1: I mean there's that. And then like it's definitely not weird either, but not many people know. But I've I've really enjoyed cooking the past couple of years and like trying right, right. all sorts of different experiments. And like I I kinda knew how to cook not really up until a few yeah. years ago. And now I'm trying all sorts of different Mm. things gosh i don't that's know that's awesome Maybe i'm just Man, yeah that if that doesn't strike as me as weird as i get, it's not very it's like weird, a whole
0: no. new youtube channel right there like like cooking with ambient or something i don't know like the just you've got one of your you know 490 different
1: ambient cooking different meals and
0: something <laughs> i don't know just playing the, some instead of
1: place. eating in 20 minutes you'll be eating in four 12 hours, hours. <laughs> Ambient Uh, cooking.
0: Oh man, that's really good. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, dude, that's that's so cool. I love it. Keep mowing your lawn and cooking your food. It's great. Yeah, it's great. I will (laughs) with pleasure. Stupid, Chris. You can be as controversial with this one, or you can stay as as squeaky clean as you want. What is something that you believe that almost nobody agrees with you on? It can be as lighthearted or as deep down in the depths as you want to be i
1: believe the vikings are going to win the super bowl before i die someday
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh i believe man gosh for anyone unaware like the vikings have uh, have never ever 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 won the super bowl they've gone multiple times not like a bowl load of times but but even getting that close to the finish line they just they cannot close the deal sometime within your lifetime that would be really cool that would be fun
1: that'd be fun those are the worst lightning round answers you'll ever get but (laughs) hey at the very (laughs) least i gave people i implanted the idea of pizza into people's minds so that's a blessing I think, regardless.
0: I love it. Okay, last question for you, man. What would you tell the beginning musician version of yourself? So, like, you go back to 16-year-old Chris, who is picking up his brother's guitar and just getting into it. Like, what would you tell that version of Chris?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would just say kind of what we were talking about earlier. Just, like, right now, embrace how you're wired Mm. as a creative, as a Mm -hmm. musician, as a person hmm and yeah and just don't worry about following a template of what something should or shouldn't look like as you sure. pursue music because i did that for so many years as far as like what i pursued i wouldn't have said it or like thought it necessarily like this but it's like okay i have to follow this template of like whatever it is you know like you have to yeah. tour that or get signed or like yeah yeah the band has to be the one main only thing whatever and Not that there's things wrong with pursuing, being inspired by other artists or or things in, you know, the creative world or whatever. Yep. But at the end of the day, it's just like, it just goes back to like learning about yourself. How are you wired? You know? And so that's what I would say. It's just, yeah, being true to yourself and embracing how you're wired and then get after it. Yeah. Absolutely. Get to work.
0: Well, and you have gotten after it, man. Grateful for you modeling that well for everyone around you, and all the awesome music that you've launched into the world that people get to enjoy across all the genres. Super grateful for that, Chris. What's coming out now uh, of all the projects that you got going on? Is there anything anything coming up here that we want to make sure that people do not miss the chance to to go listen to?
1: Yeah, man. I mean, per usual. Just always writing music, always releasing yeah. music. So yeah, yeah, I mean, for Else Come on, I got a remix out so or I put out my album Origins last yep. February. Yep. Which, you know, was definitely like a main baby. I just like and that was like going back to our conversation of like allowing inspirations of other projects kind of inform and yeah. like give myself yeah. freedom to creatively. Pursue kind of a blank canvas. That was definitely that album Origins Mm. was that for me. So I guess, yeah, the invitation to check out that album. But then there's also a remix album where every song on the album is being remixed by a lot of great artists, like some friends of (laughs) mine, some artists I really look up to. Yeah. Hammock, Goldmund, Blank Forms, John Hayes, Alaskan Tapes. I'm gonna forget some of the others, but like a lot of great, great artists that I just really admire. And so that's exciting. That's gonna start coming out this fall. And then album out probably in February, Blurstem, there's, I just put out an album as a recording called Safe Travels, Old Friend, which was yeah. a fun one. It was just like going back, taking audio and processing things. So I did some playing of piano. It's, it's, it's not all piano, but it's very piano heavy as far as a source, but you might not yeah. even notice it as you listen to it. It's not like, oh, this is a piano album. Because the whole point of the the creative thing of the album was just like mangling the piano audio. And like I did granular synthesis, I did sampling, I did lots of processing with effects and all that. So Mm. there's that. And then, yeah, other things. I got a Sonnet album coming out as well later this year. Awesome. uh, Just lots of music.
0: I, I love, well I, then, not that i expected anything less let's be honest but yeah really good to know
1: yeah and then the only other it's not non-music because it's very music heavy but it's just like i've been starting to release more youtube v- videos of like i'm starting this series or whatever i want to call it it's a playlist on there of like i call it be a fly on the studio wall and i'm just like yeah. started just like opening up sessions and or like writing and just like putting cameras up and logic screen and then so it's kind of like it's a live stream in that sense, but it's not live stream. I yep. don't have to worry about that. And it's just like 10, yep. 15 minutes So has been exciting and fun. So we'll see where that goes.
0: That's awesome. Keep flexing those creative muscles, man. Gosh, I am just grateful that we get to run in some of the same circles, man. Like I I'm, promise you, I'm not blowing smoke. You're modeling a lot of things about the creative pursuit really well to, to everyone around you and whether that's real around you like right here within this circle up in the twin cities minnesota or are just in, in the world wide web out there <laughs> and in yeah. the virtual space where people are aware of all the stuff you're doing yeah you're modeling it well and thanks, that man. is no small thing so thanks for thank
1: doing you. that yeah. Brother, thank you and i'm very excited about our stuff as well which <laughs>
0: can't, can't wait it's the will it, it we'll know eventually to yeah. be fair, it's not quite an all ambient project, but it is, that's not. A, it is quite far away from that. But regardless, it, it is just a joy to create together, man. It really Super is. Fun. And, uh,
1: yeah, it'll be really fun to see where that goes.
0: Absolutely. Chris, grateful for you, man. Thanks for being grateful on for the All Ambient Podcast. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you having me. Thank you again for listening to the All Ambient Podcast. Music throughout today's episode is all from the catalog of Chris's moniker, Sonnet. And you can find all of this music along with a bunch of other incredible songs, bundles, and other resources from an amazing group of composers and producers at all-ambient.com. And be sure to use the promo code podcast25, that's podcast25, and you'll get 25% off of any product at all-ambient.com. It's a great opportunity to save even more on an incredible resource for your next film, video, or project. Don't wait for another second. Head over to allambient.com and use promo code PODCAST25, again that's PODCAST25, to get 25% off of your next purchase. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so you can catch every conversation we have with all these incredible people who share the same passion. I'm looking forward to the next time. I hope that you are too. Can't wait to see you then. And until then, have an incredible day. Here's hoping that this music and the heart behind it makes your day and life that much better. See you next time.